Hello and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. And I'm, I'm Reese, and I'm joined today by three people whose names fall in alphabetical order, so there should be no messing this introduction up. <laughs> Chris, Dan, and Tim. Hey! Yep, no American, mm. so uh, hey, wow. Tim's here. Too. Two podcasts in a row, who would have known? First time um, since the first two we ever did, I think. Guys, <laughs> probably. Guys, we've got a lot to get through tonight. Um, first of all, I assume we're all doing okay. Yeah, not too bad, yeah. Better than Lewis. Buzzing. Good. Better yeah, after better. FIA sorted their shit out. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into it. We'll start with the sprint race. Uh, I mean, actually, no, we'll start with a sprint race weekend. Um, qualifying on a Friday. Don't know about you guys, but I just about caught the end of it because I have a job and the FIA doesn't really, sorry, FOM doesn't really care about people who can't watch it on TV because they've already paid for it. You see, I I um, I was thinking about this yesterday and obviously I was at Silverstones and I thought the day was too long and then I was watching this weekend and I couldn't help but think, why haven't we got qualifying on a Saturday morning and P2 on a Friday afternoon and let the teams work their cars because at the minute P2 is just a waste of session with no adjustments allowed to be made and as for the sprint race well, I'm not going to swear because you're trying to do this without editing but what a load of horse beep <laughs> <laughs> yeah I completely agree it was it was just a waste. I think you you got the um, the grid's nice. It's set up, and I would have been fine with that grid going into the race. And then you've got poor Gasly, who get, picks up front wing damage. No fault of his own. Just gets caught up in a concertina. And he goes off, and he's now at the back of the grid after a brilliant qualifying for no fault of his own. So worse than that, he got a DNS. Didn't start because of his crash. This whole weekend sums up exactly what I was trying to say at the beginning when we were talking about it, like, before it started. It's going to impact the race weekend more than it should. Like, there's no way that Lewis should have been pushed back. No way Gassi should have been off. No way that um, it should have gone the way that it did. It it ruins the Sunday. This spectacle that they want to do on a Friday ruins the actual main race. And I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it completely ruined me. the Sunday. It ruined it for one or two drivers, but there are some drivers who greatly benefited from the chance to qualify yeah, based but on they've a race only benefited, But they've only be- benefited because the other ones have done poorly. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that you're in Park Fermi after P1 is a joke. Mm. Yeah, I don't agree with the fact that you've only got one hour. I, I think... I think you look at the two Alpha Tauris, both of them picked up damage, both of them had their sprint race completely ruined ruined their Sunday. Um is it if you're gonna do a sprint race, it needs to be separate from the Grand Prix itself. Exactly. Because yeah. the main issue with the sprint race, it you is the main issue with the sprint race, taking away people crashing out and falling back and all that, is there is such risk. And after five laps, it's much safer to hold station and think Oh yeah, here I go. If I 
I'll settle for seventh on the grid rather than try and push for sixth, knowing that if I get it wrong, I dash the front wing and drop all the way to 20th. Yeah. And because there's that risk, because it affects the Grand Prix, where the points are actually given out, the real heavy points, there's no chances taken. I did see a suggestion that I loved for the for setting the grid for a sprint race if you were to have them, which is make the um, grid order, the finishing order of the previous Grand Prix, and then not have it set your not have it set your race like your grid for the following day. But, but that just doesn't... literally have it as a separate race. See, I don't. I, what's the point? Because if you're putting the guy who's, what's the point in having the fastest guys at the front for a sprint race? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. The sprint race, I think, if you want to make, if 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 you wanted to make a sprint race, I would have, like you said, I would have it separate to the race. Mm. I would have a completely separate car because at the minute the cars are burning three engines; they shouldn't be. So I would have a separate car with a separate engine and put a young driver in there and let them gather experience by having a race in one of these cars, entertaining the fans and not affecting how anything's going to run in the race over the weekend. Yeah, but okay, yeah, but what happens if we say we put, um, say, a Williams reserve driver in a Mercedes or whatever and they tank Lewis's car or they tank Bottas's car or next year... George's no, he's car. saying he's saying have a separate car, so you, you have a third car Yeah, but then like, what's the point Which, in cost capping it if we're going to introduce a third car just for sprint races? It's, yeah, it, it needs to be cost effective. Yeah. You can't you can't have a third car, but every, I think you do need an extra engine for a season. Every team does carry a third car. You know, it's it's a lot of crap saying that nobody does it anymore because they do. They got a full third car in that 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 lorry and then some. Yeah, but that's there in case of emergency. It's not there to be used. You don't yeah. ha- run that third car intentionally. You only run that third car if you destroy your chassis in practice the T- or qualifying. The T car was only there in in an emergency, whenever they had it. Right. It's just the fact that it's sitting out the back. On yeah, but belt. if you're, but I get what you're saying. But if you're if you're saying you use that third car for a reserve driver, and say they total it, and yeah. it can't be used. And then one of your actual paid, dri- your main drivers totals their car. Then you've got no team car. You, you well, you could take four cars to a race weekend because if you're trying to keep costs down, it does get ludicrous. Well, you think they, they say it's... when you crash a when you crash a car, it costs two million. I have an idea. Put them all in Renault Clios and go for it. Because <laughs> they're cheap. I'd love to see long F1 in every car. Well, so have F1 drivers racing a different spec on a Saturday afternoon. I would get behind that. That yeah. would be brilliant. Just... Yeah, one's have them in a Clio Cup. Yeah, Clio. Or stick, Clio Cup um, series. It's a no-win situation, isn't it? You know, nobody's ever going to agree on what is the best way forward. But what most people can agree on is that it's a waste of time. I nearly swore there. It's a yep. waste <laughs> of time. And somehow, somehow Braun is sitting there thinking, wow, this is the best thing ever. Look at it, it's so successful. What's he, what's he <laughs> that, watching? That, I used to have respect that, for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only people that benefit from sprint races are the people at the circuit, I think. That's it. No, because and, they're and, getting an extra show. Um, no teams 
no people at home there. I, I think it's purely the atmosphere at the circuit that benefits. That's it. Because obviously, I've been to the sprint race at Silverstone, mm. and the yeah. only positive that I got at Silverstone was the build up to the first lap. You know, you had a race start. That mm. was it. After the race start, I was falling asleep on the fence. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's boring because of the way it's run at the moment. Like, there's no the drivers don't want to take the risk. It's no. not worth the risk. Um, if you have a separate sprint race where you say you take your qualifying from take your top twelve from qualifying and flip that around for a sprint race, and that race has no reflection on on the Grand Prix itself because you're still going to start in your normal Grand Prix position like they do in Formula Two and Formula Three. Have that reverse grid based on qualifying, and. Then you've got something that's entertaining because then you've got guys going for it. You've got guys who you've got, say, Lewis Hamilton starting twelfth, Verstappen starting eleventh, knowing they need to get at least three places to get points. What about in, in a sprint race? The top ten is set and they don't race, and it's only the bottom ten that race for the free championship points to twenty. Oh, and also for the championship points. What about that race? You're <laughs> sorry, mate. Race your your idea wouldn't work because. If you're setting a reverse grid for something that's not going to affect a race, the drivers are going to protect their cars and they're just going to put yeah, around at the back. Well, no, because you still get a chance of points. Point points. You still get a chance of the, points. Say you're racing. Say you qualify Saturday morning, and then you have your sprint race Saturday afternoon, and then yeah, if you do crash your car, but then you've got to, you've got a whole day yeah, to repair your chance car. Chance of points. And it was the same because you didn't drivers didn't drivers didn't half arse it on a single lap when they were like. Going for it for qualifying, no one, no one goes through Monaco thinking, "Oh, I better, better not take all the wall, better not take all the wall here," or well, like risk risk hitting the wall because I don't want to damage my car for tomorrow. You, you go for it. Yeah, but the chat. If there's points on the line, say you've the... got ten points on the line for fin- if you've got ten points on the line for finishing first, and you're a midfield car that start that's got a reverse grid pole, you're going to go for but it. You've just said it's not going to affect the grid for the next day. It doesn't affect yeah. the grid, but I'm saying so, you still get but points. Those points. Those so points. Like, a formula, like Formula Two, just do it like Formula Two. To quantify me, gonna and destroy my car, and maybe not start in the race the next off day. Off where off I'm off. already on pole. I can you get twenty-five that. points. You say that, but I think I think if you start, if you've got like, if you're going from ten, if you qualify tenth and say you're up there for the start of the first grid, you're probably going to want to risk risk it because you've got a chance of higher points than you might have had in the natural yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah, but if you're Lewis Hamilton in twelfth. You're not gonna want to come through. You're gonna sit back. I like Dan. I like do like Dan's idea. Fucking hell! I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna drop dead. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, can we move on? Because we've got an awesome Sunday race to talk about. We've got all the drama, and we've just wasted ten minutes on a sprint race that wasn't even worth our time. So let's, we did let's say move ten on. minutes for the sprint race. <laughs> we are trying to set the world to rights. Don't interrupt us, okay? <laughs> We know everything. FIA know judge. We can't even nothing. agree on what the collect solution is, though. So how, how are the FIA meant to do it? Well, does that not make us perfect for running Formula 1 if we can't agree? Exactly, yeah. Mr. Albine's in and every other odd episode when I can't be bothered turning up. And I'm not climbing a hill. Back off your soapbox. Get on the floor. Right. Let's move on, then. Sunday. So All right. The race. Let's move on. And we'll, we'll start off because I think this needs its own talking about. McLaren. Come on. Sorry. There's a oh. lot of fist pumping going on, which is brilliant <laughs> for a podcast. Um, 
Brilliant. Brilliant, go brilliant, brilliant. Um, Chris, you go. Go on. And, oh, man. Uh, it, yeah, I had tears in my eyes at the end. It was it was brilliant. Danny Rick's smile was amazing. And I absolutely loved um, Lando coming on the radio and, you know, saying, I'll stay here, you know, keep me here, I'm fine. Let's just, let's just keep this one too. You know, the, he, the kid, I can't remember his exact words. But <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't he ask? He asked the he question. Asked if he asked if he could stay he where he asked, was. Are, are, are we staying like this? I'm pretty sure he No, he didn't ask that. Question. He didn't ask it that way. Yeah, he but he said he was happy yeah. to stay like that. He okay. said he was happy to stay which, one two. Which if it was is the best a, lot, for the team. a lot of respect points there. You know, the kids kids yeah. overflowing. Yeah. Dan? Yeah. Absolutely amazing amazing drive by both of them. when Lando dipped that wheel in the gravel or the grass or whatever it was and dust flowed up, I'm like, oh, Man is on a mission now. Mm. See you later. Just, it was amazing. But let but let's just bring a quick point as well. That Red Bull is dog shit behind a car. It couldn't even catch a McLaren. It it can't even catch a McLaren. But yet it sells past the Mercedes. But the Mercedes like, couldn't catch a McLaren. No, the McLaren was fantastic this weekend. When Danny Rick got out of DRS, I was like, fair play, Danny Rick. And and he was off. Yeah. Well, that's that is the issue with modern F one, um, is that it is still so hard to follow. And Monza, Monza, I don't know why they use press sprint race because it's it's so hard to overtake there because you need to be a good second lap fast. You need to be right on the bumper mm. of someone else going through. I'm going to call it Parabolica because I didn't learn the new name. Um, going through Parabolica. Yeah, it's definitely Parabolica. Just call it Parabolica. Okay. So you you going to, you got to be on the bumper of someone to have a chance of an overtake. And that's just the way modern F one cars are. You can't follow, so you can't go on the bumper as on through Parabolica. Um, what I will say is, I love the uh, I love the strategy in McLaren when they said the best way we can maintain this result is by going fast and driving away from them. <laughs> I love that. There was no management. It was just a case of go for it. That's it. Just keep driving. See if someone catches us. <laughs> and it went so quick as well. I was sat there thinking. Oh god, I'm waiting for them to mess it up. I'm waiting for them to mess it up. It's going to go wrong at some point. Bottas or Perez is going to come into it, and before you know it, it's lap 49. You're like, oh, there's only four laps to go. Didn't he lead like 47, 48 laps or something? Didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, 48 of the 53, wasn't it? He led from lap one, with the exception yeah. of like that. Like, he was always the net leader, yeah. regardless of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's impressive. Yeah. Um, the two things I will add to what everyone else has said, because obviously we're all delighted for McLaren. I think this evening. <laughs> Or yesterday um chris mentioned lando's radio message uh, what i also loved was his radio after the race he was as excited for the team knowing how much it meant to the team as he was for himself for getting his best result probably more so and um it's just great to hear drivers obviously ricardo's excitement as well to be back on the top step that was uh, wonderful to see yeah um also he hasn't had much of a mention but i think I questioned him when he came in. We've got to give some credit to Zach Brown for the job that he's done in turning that around. Took a thunk, took a sunken ship and raised it from the yeah. depths. Absolutely brilliant job by that hierarchy. Go on, Chris. Yeah. Does this mean Ricardo gets his NASCAR drive? It does. <laughs> Danny Rick. They said NASCAR, but it must mean IndyCar. Because Zach Brown's got no interest in NASCAR. It's not Zach Brown. He promised him it, is it? It's somebody else who's in that area 
I'm sure yeah. it is an NASCAR driver. Someone in that area. Yeah. It's got to be pointed out as well that McLaren earned that win yesterday. You know, it didn't fall into their laps like it did for for, for Gasly last year. They earned it. They went out and took that win yesterday. Oh, yeah. He might well have won if or they had it. Ocon as well. Yeah. He might have well have won without other events. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. And to be honest, though, how, with how it was at the start of the race and the two and Hamilton for Sappen not being able to get past Norris and Ricardo, what's to say it was going to be different yeah. at the end of the race? Um, has anyone got anything more to add on McLaren? No. Resounding no. Okay, so quickly what we'll do then, we'll quickly mention our sponsors. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Apex Tracks. For all your 3D printed track wall art needs, head to apextracks.com. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S dot com. And what we're going to do now, guys, is we are going to fly... <laughs> down the order and we'll start with thoughts on Valtteri qualified with the fastest lap of the weekend on the Friday uh, won the sprint race comfortably with a solid drive and then 20th to 3rd can't be understated I feel like Lewis in a Mercedes would have done the same or even challenged the two McLarens a bit more but 20th to 3rd is a wonderful drive isn't it really anyone does that you mean you should probably appreciate it so yeah that's sorry, it. just you, you on. I'm oh, oh. just. I just want to mention something on Tim. Sorry, don't you think that with um, Valtteri and his drive away during the sprint race, given Lewis's situation at that point, he shouldn't have been backing the, the cars up. No, I think it was best there to not risk it and just take that extra point away from Verstappen because if he, if he backed him up and Verstappen got close enough, we don't know what could have happened or. If Valtteri didn't build that lead, he could have easily dipped a wheel on the grass, lost five seconds, and then Max gets the win. So I think they did the right thing there. Also, um, I'll add to what Reese has just said. If you saw Valtteri's reaction after the race yesterday, he doesn't give a shit about Lewis anymore. <laughs> Let's be honest. I personally don't think he's given a shit about Lewis for a while. Yeah, He'll be a team player, but he just don't care. Yeah. Um, if it's the last race of the season and Lewis needs a point to move out of the way, he'll do it. But I don't think it's going to be every mm. time. I don't know. All right. It's, it's just... Next. They're, 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 they're just... I haven't even... What about next? I haven't even said anything about Bottas yet. <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> next <laughs> one? <laughs> I'm just saying... Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, like... But he, he did exactly what he was meant to do. He, he, he took the point away... He took his penalties early. He pushed his way back through. That was exactly it. But I don't think even if he'd have been up there a bit further, I, I, st I still don't think he'd have caught Danny Rick. I really don't. Okay. Well, but. next up was Leclerc in fourth. Shall we do Ferrari together if we're doing this quick? Yeah. On the face of it, it's a good race for Ferrari. But in light of what happened at the front, it's an awful weekend for them. Fourth and sixth, if you'd offer them that before the weekend, they'd have thought, oh, lovely jubbly. If you turn tell them McLaren 1-2, it's not so great for them, is it? McLaren 1-2 with McLaren fastest lap. Yeah, as bad as it gets. And a Red Bull and a Mercedes, both out of it. Yeah. Mm. All right, um, let's... Any... Well... I just... I, I think Ferrari feel they appear at their homegrown brain that's disappointing. Yeah. I, I mean, Sainz, uh, of course, had his crash in... FP2, which once yeah, again, it's just, strange, it's, unnecessary uh, stress on the, 
It put unnecessary stress, though, on the sprint race for Ferrari. Because you've had a crash in the morning where, in a session that means absolutely nothing, it's pretty much what the old warm-up used to be. Yeah, but he's on a run of three crashes now, and it's it's not like him. It's it's strange, yeah. And to each one, you, you've struggled to see what he actually did wrong. Yeah, especially that one yesterday. Um, or Saturday, mm. it's it's you. You gotta wonder if they've you know something that they've changed. One of their updates yeah. is maybe took that car out of his control a little bit because his confidence is shot. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going. On. Mind you, sixth place was still a solid result. Um, one driver we do have to address on his own because his teammate is going to be talked about later. Perez, shocker of a weekend. It's a case of you overtake off the track, you give the position back straight away. You don't go, hmm, no, I think I was forced off. I'm allowed to keep that. He made that mistake in the sprint race. He got reprimanded. He made the mistake in the race. He got punished, and it's absolutely right. But I'm confused on how many times does he have to do it before he realises that he can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, where was the it's team getting at? to the point now where the Red Bulls, genuinely, I believe that they believe that they are perfectly right every time and that everybody just has to move out of the way for them and every part of the track that they want is theirs. Like, I think there's them that mentality with them and it's becoming very annoying that they should have to be told 20 times, don't do something. When something like that usually happens, the teams will message Michael Massey and ask for direction. Mm. So why yeah. didn't that happen? You know, they obviously... Every other team does it. Why didn't they? There was an interview with uh, someone from Red Bull who said that they asked the question and got no response. They asked the question oh, of the FIA and got no response. Because Michael Massey's fed up of listening to him. They're fed yeah. up of him. It's, it, but it's like Red Bull's like Michael Massey's like whiny ex just keeps on in his ear. Mm -hmm. He ain't got time for that, has he? They probably said it by email. Uh, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. We'll move on to, I guess, number six. position seven was Lance Stroll and Vettel in 12th. They got a bit old busy with each other. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, Vettel was really in the wars. He must yeah. have been hit three times. Vettel had an awful weekend, really. Um, he did, but I don't, I don't know how much of it was his fault. Because he just kept getting hit. He got hit by, I think, Sonoda. He got hit by... Ocon. I think, I think he didn't have, like, Ocon, yeah. And then... Yeah. Stroll, Stroll. Stroll took him pretty much off the track and he lost two or three places because of it. Uh, Who didn't knock on hit? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe this is why he was so good. It, this he maybe goes this from race winner to bumper cars. This is this is Ocon. Like because he, he did so well to win that race, and the reason he won it was because there was no one in front of him to hit. <laughs> um but like our the team going to have to get involved to say, all right, boys, like you need to calm it down because you've turned a possible like seven, eight into like seven, 14. Like, you know, is it how, it's... how many times do they keep letting them get away with this? It just seems to be historic with that, with that team. I mean, before that was Force India, they kept crashing into each other. Um... Mm. <sighs> but I mean, one person, but who they've benefited... done themselves out of a heap of points. Yep. Like again, they both, well, I'll tell you who benefited, though, was Alonso in uh, in 8. Uh, no one here likes Alonso, so we can skip past him. 
I've got I've got nothing to say this week. I yeah. had my say last week. It's all good. Oh, thank Sounds God! Good. All right, we like Alonso, but he did, he drove he drove well. Uh, no one here has anything against Alonso. It's just we want to get past him gushing over him for an hour. <laughs> what we can do though is some gushing for P nine, George Russell. So understated the fact he got points again. It was like, oh, he got points. It's to be expected now, Wait, isn't it? He's going to be getting yeah, more no. points next year. It's to be expected now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's got one. They're just if he doesn't get points for the rest of the season, it's disappointing. I'm just... But that, that he he was he was slow in that Williams all weekend until the race, and um, managed to pull that points for each of the bag. Both Williams did get very helped out by the safety car. It was kind of unnoticed, but especially Latifi, but Russell as well. I mean, Latifi, you you say he was helped out, but you've got to put your car in the right place, and he's got he's got that Williams into eleventh again, and boy, he didn't score points. You have to say he is fully deserving of keeping his drive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it was one of the drivers we did call to keep their spot, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. We you wouldn't know that Tim, um, you weren't here. I was there for that one. Uh, actually. No, Tim was. He did. He he did put his predictions in. So, what we will say. Uh, is we also had Giovinazzi keeping his seat, and man, that guy can't catch a break. It's not going to happen. Not he can't happen. catch a break, man. He's had two brilliant qualifying sessions. He's driving for his seat, and twice he's fallen down the order through. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, potentially pushing too hard, but I mean, he did very well to not stick it in the wall when he got tagged by signs in the um, in the actual at the start of the race. I think that was Giovinazzi's fault, or not Science's fault. It was Giovinazzi's fault, but I mean, he did no. It was it was Giovinazzi's fault. There's a reason he got the penalty for it, but I think he did very well to keep it so, as out the wall as he did. He only lost the front wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just yet another case of coming onto the track unsafely, isn't it? It's tra- it's, it's it's that pressure yeah, to was... keep the position. Mm. I think that's the it's... difference between a driver of the standard of Giovinazzi and Hamilton, though. Because Hamilton oh, well, we'll, had the same thing happen. We'll mention. Be, right, we'll mention. No, 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 no. We'll mention no, that no. later. We, 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 we need to discuss this in full at yeah. the end. Yeah, we will discuss it at full at the end, but I'm just saying the difference is there. All these points. Well, yeah, but that's class, isn't it? It's... Qubits are 14. Oh. Uh, can I just say on Kubica, what a waste of an opportunity to put a possible driver into that seat. They had the F2 yes. field there. It's, it's a waste. And they wasted an opportunity. Yes. They, yes, Chris. That's two things we've agreed on. I don't like this. <laughs> I think it would have been Callum Ilot, but he had his Indy car race. But he's in the Indy car, so he was out already away that weekend. I think he's going to bet himself into that Indy car seat. Hmm. I am just Maybe. thinking that the whole reason that Kubica was in that seat was because he's contractually obliged to be in that seat in a reserve driver situation. And he is the driver who brings the most money to that team. You can't... It, it, he's bought the seat, and so he's probably entitled well, to have it. it's a big mistake by the team. Um, 15th place was Mick Schumacher. He had a scare... Oh, Schumacher hit Vettel. That's who hit Vettel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Mick had a bit of a, a rough one. He got spun out by Mazepin. Mazepin got a time penalty for it, so um, and probably the hairdryer treatment from Gunvastina. Talking to Schumacher, let's not forget that this Wednesday, Schumacher on Netflix. Yeah, I'm very excited. And if this podcast isn't released yes. by Wednesday, and if this podcast isn't released by Wednesday, 
we hope you enjoyed the Schumacher documentary. (laughs) Yeah, check out the Schumacher documentary from last Wednesday. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, but let's face it, that is going to be the most streamed thing on Netflix that day, hands down. Yeah, by by a long way. Um, Yeah, Mazepin. I've got a reserve sign on my my, my, my sofa. Yeah, Mazepin. No comment. (laughs) Yeah, just 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 get him out of F one. Because he's not got the talent. Yeah. And how many take him and his dad and their money and just do one? Like how many people can you hit Russia in fan. one lap? See you later. There are many more Russians in for, who are good enough to take a seat that you can get a lot of money off of. Uh, and then Alpha Tower. Let's be careful now. Let's be careful, people. Let's be careful because we are going to Russia next. I really like Mazepin. I, I think I, I like Russia. Here. Russia's very <laughs> nice. I'm a big fan uh, of Russia. Yeah. Here's no. quite warm in the we summer. We don't have to be careful. The, the the teams do. I told you with the old Russian sniper, ping ping tires out. Have you never heard of Novichok? Have you what? never heard of Novichok? Novichok. Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll get you. In, they'll get you. They'll get you in your living room, mate. That's what they'll do with Novichok. Yeah. <laughs> mate, let let them come. I'm I'm not bored of it right now. They they could do it. Make me happy. I'm masterpins. <laughs> Biggest fan, I am his biggest fan. <laughs> he deserves his seat. All right, I, and I'm, I'm I not also being funny, right? They they can't, but they can't be that good if they couldn't even stop a little booby touching reaching the internet. How how good are they? Uh, um, well, right, Dan, right. you've done it. You finally brought up Mazepin touching tits on the podcast. <laughs> We've avoided it no, for this no, long. No. I said boob, <laughs> boobies, PG. I'm, I, can I just say, it's I'm, already I'm, not PG. You're the one that the window. Window. Can I just say, I'm surprised that it wasn't Josh who brought it up. But <laughs> <laughs> poor Josh isn't even here to defend where, where himself. Where is Josh? Me and Dan are getting on really well on this one because I respect him for saying boobies. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm, oh, I'm just trying to say Reese time. Should we do Alpha Tauri? Can we move on from boobies? <laughs> yeah, can we? Can we? Can we get onto Alpha Tauri, please? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto Alpha Tauri. Um, the world's most expensive fashion brand. Um, Is there anything to talk Gazi's about? Gazi's Yeah. Well, how it all went wrong. Gazi was brilliant on fr- Gazi was brilliant on Friday. Then he crashed, and then they fixed the car. But like always, you you can't tell if you fix the car between qualifying and the race. If it's going to be okay, because you have no on-track running until you do your outlaps. Um, For me, Sonoda, that's the prime Don't know example. what happened with Sonoda. He just got a problem on the grid, didn't he? Yeah, on the grid. Yeah, like hydraulics freaks, issues or hydraulics. Um, Gasly is the prime example of why the sprint doesn't work. Yeah, because we, I think we we said yeah, that we no, already. I, I just think it just needs to be said again because that pissed me off. <laughs> well. Gentlemen, the time has come. <laughs> Gentlemen, it, it is. It is time. We have fourteen minutes on the gonna, clock to talk are we about going alphabetical order. No, well, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read out what the FIA said, and I'm going to say one thing that was said to me at work today that I think is quite pivotal. Um, so, anyway, just quickly finding the statements. You haven't even got the statement ready. As we all know, Verstappen Hamilton crashed, and Verstappen has been given a three-place grid drop. Uh, the stewards heard from both drivers, and they came from the video evidence. Video evidence 
that car 33 was predominantly to blame. Like earlier in the season where it was Hamilton, but we should have penalty to the guy more predominantly to blame. Um, during the hearing, the car number 33 asserted the cause of the incident was that Hamilton, I don't know why I'm calling it, Ham he said that Hamilton squeezed him into turn one. The stewards observed the CCTV version and said that car number 44 was driving an avoiding line, although his position caused 33 to go onto the curb. But further, the stewards observed that car 33 was not alongside car 44 until significantly into entry of turn one. And that was too late for car 33 to have the right to racing room. Um, like I said, the stewards have emphasised that this has nothing to do with the championship. This is just based on the style of instant. And I think they got it spot on. Maybe you could have said five pace. Cause, but I think, once again, if you said five pace, it's probably the bias of the championship coming into it. Now, before we get into it, I do want to say one thing I was told at work by my colleague, and he started the season off and he said, I'm rooting for Verstappen this year. Not because I don't like Lewis, because I want someone else to win it. He's said that he has completely lost the respect, and now he doesn't want him to win it, because Verstappen has he's lost respect, and he's losing the neutrals through the way he's acting. Right, well, I've only got a little bit to say on the accident. I think the stewards got it right. I think Verstappen, if he had a little bit more of a grown-up head on him and followed Lewis's example, he'd have bailed out and everything would have been hunky-dory. Um, however, looking at the aftermath of that accident, I'm horrified that a car has hit Lewis on the, with a tire on the head. Um, and what is even... I, I just, you know, praise BD Allah and what have you. It, it, the drive shaft must have been broken or something because when that hit his helmet, the left rear wheel was under par and the right rear wheel wasn't. So that could have hit him still spinning at 70 mile an hour. Um, and the halo stood up the T-bar you know the roll bar stood up the halo needs to be raised and this is something that's worried me for a while but the driver's heads are too far above the halo and George Russell especially when you see him his head's right up there and it is it's I, you know, after what happened yesterday, you've got a question. Is that another safety concern that we've got to look at? I don't know so much if it was about the height in this case, though, because the the impact came from behind. I think that was always a natural risk with the halo because you have to have such of a size of an opening for the drivers to be able to escape quickly. Um, and so you will have that that hole in the top, and thankfully. It was going slow enough, and as Lewis Hamilton said, it hurt when the adrenaline wears off, but he's okay. Dan? Obviously, uh, I, I, I just sent us some pictures to the group chat, right? And it, and it shows at no point was Max 1 close to being ahead of Lewis, or 2, did he have enough room to complete the corner unless Lewis yielded the corner, like, quite substantially, that he would have to have literally let Max through on the inside for him to complete that pass, right? 
Now you go back to lap one. Max did the same to Lewis. Lewis backed out. Lewis went across the curbs. Lewis tried again. At what point did the FIA have to give him something more? Because it's basically dangerous driving at, at, at this point. And we saw the fact that his inability to yield has caused like that horrific crash and it could have been way more than it was but i i i don't think a free pace grid penalty is enough personally and i didn't he get a penalty point as well maybe two, two two penalty penalty got points. Penalty points. All, all, all grid drops that are caused by the driver yeah. come with penalty points um but i think it's the fia knew they had to do something had to make the the whole situation whole again by feeling Mercedes had to have something because they were so far wrong at Red Bull, but they've done it so one it it doesn't impact the um, uh, championship too much. Um, but let but let's be honest, if Max gets pole, he's back to third. Chances is, a chance of. Fourth, well, yeah, fourth. But the the chances of him getting into second or first within the first couple of laps is relatively high. So I, what? So what? What does he get penalised for this? Well, what I'd like to say is that the grid drop is always a penalty because you are really at Sochi, pole position or second position. Those are the two. Whoever gets the best start usually doesn't keep it down to turn one. If you qualify first, you're fourth in with that penalty and you could argue that's yeah. still quite a good place to start from however if you qualify second you're on that third row and when you're on that third row you start to get backed up towards the melee which we saw happen with Vettel when he got hit by Kvyat twice um, and I, I feel it's the right I feel it's the right penalty I, I feel no. I, I, it was ill-judged and it deserved the penalty Um if you thought it was deliberate or not, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd like to think, I'd like to give Verstappen the benefit of the doubt and uh, say it wasn't um... deliberate. <laughs> but Damon Hill, who probably knows better than anyone about being hit deliberately by a title rival, said it was deliberate and Toto Wolf called it a tactical foul. Tim, you have the longest to wait to talk. Go. Yeah. Um, just on your point about the being deliberate, I don't think it was intentionally, oh, let's take each other out for a max. But I do think there was an element of, oh, if this goes wrong and we both end up out, then it's better for me than it is for Lewis. And I think that that's where the the late, like, I don't think if it was somebody else that he would have been so willing to stick the car in there. Whereas with Lewis, he knew that if they both end up out, that's not the end of the world for him with the lead they have. All right. Who do you want to go? Uh... Exactly, right? If Max crashes, crashes into Lewis, the only person that loses is Lewis. He has nothing as a consequence for his action, really. Okay, yeah, he's, he's got the penalty, but he still leaves three points ahead. It's And the fact that I still can't decide whether I'm really, really angry at him not checking on Lewis when he left the car, um, I, yeah, I'm still not sure whether... He had seen him trying to move or felt him trying to move. And he thought, oh, if you're going to do that one, I'm getting out of the car. I'm not checking on you. But still, 
I think he should have checked on him. The fact that your rear wheel is dangling over another driver's head should make you at least go like, are you right, buddy? Are you good? Or, or, or something. Couple of things. Um, don't agree with you there, Dan. Hey. Um, it's not Max's job. It's not Max's job to check on Lewis. And Lewis was trying to back out of the out of the sandpit at the time. Um, what we were saying earlier, race about the halo. Um, we've always been chasing um, perfection when it comes to safety. We've never been ahead of it, and we should have been ahead of this because it had the potential to be bad. Um, and that's why I think the halo needs to be raised. No, I agree with the raising. I just don't feel that the raising would have, have, have stopped this incident where it came down on top of him because of just the it's wheel falling into the hole. Angle. It's such a unique angle and yeah. a unique situation. That, that doesn't this, matter. This, yeah. That doesn't matter. That, this accident has happened now. And this yeah. accident can happen again. It's like it's like when a car goes off the side of a circuit and they have to throw a safety car out. And they always say it's not because of where the car is. It's because if it goes off there, another car can go off there while it's there. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's lightning yeah. striking twice. And if, if something's not done to fix this yeah. incident, then it happens again. A lot of people are in the shit. Because yeah. he could have suffered from crushed vertebrae, from compression yeah, could have been on right. his head. And as for as for what um, Tim was saying, um, oh, what, what about he Max? was saying about Max, about Max, that is Senna, T. That was Senna, where he would always put himself in the position where either you would get out of his way or you would crash into him. Yeah. That, yeah. that is literally it. Of. He's 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 trying to get that kind of bad boy, uh, like oh, what would, what's the word for it? Like a like a bad boy attitude where it's either you either move or we're crashing, like and that's the wrong attitude to have. Yeah, I going further on the wrong attitude. Um, I'm going to read one more thing here, and it's Max Verstappen's latest Instagram post. Well, we all know these oh, guys God. put their statements yeah. out when they had an accident or whatever. Now, considering a over a day has elapsed since this crash, um, we'll go with what Verstappen said after the race, after the stewards hearing, which was, today was very unfortunate. The incident could have been avoided if I had been left enough space to make the corner. You need two people to make that work, and I feel I was squeezed out a bit. When racing each other, these things can happen, unfortunately. Now, that is a kid in my eyes that is someone who hasn't matured and it's extraordinarily frustrating when you see something like that now if you compare that to what hamilton said after silverstone today is a reminder of the dangers we face in the sport we should never take lightly the risks i said my best wishes to max who is an incredible competitor and i'm glad he is okay i don't need to read anymore because it's all about him just saying how happy he was with the win but that is the difference in maturity. Um, if Lewis wanted to run Max off the track, he should have done it coming down the main straight where he gave him plenty of space. Yeah. 
you know, why they, why we had to squeeze him off the Shakir? In that one instance, though, um, Lewis wasn't allowed to move over until the end of the pit lane exit. So that potentially... Yeah, but he did that. He did that, and then he went, then he went over. Mm. Sorry, Tim. He did that, and then he went over yeah. and squeezed Verstappen to the point where he was legally allowed to. Yeah, Verstappen should have backed out. Yeah. Which, which shows that, he, that Lewis didn't have any interest in pushing Max off a track. Yeah. Well, this and also... Hamilton, like you said, Verstappen made the move so late he didn't have the race, right to racing room. But Dan, we'll yeah. let you, we'll let you wrap this up, mate. That Instagram post has infuriated me even more than I already was. <laughs> I'm sitting there, mate. I'm bubbling. I'm really, I'm, I'm raging. The fact, like, that is exactly what I said. He feels like he is entitled to the room. If you can't get next to Lewis and get your car in front of him, why should he give you a corner, Max? Why? At that point, you need to back out, go left, take the rumble strips. Mm. Is, I'm, mate, I'm raging, mate. Raging. Like like, like Lewis did at uh, turn four. Um, yeah, exactly. My but he's just a petulant My final kidney. comment on it was, you know how Red Bull knew they were in the shit? Because Christian Horner came on TV afterwards <laughs> and said, "Oh, it was a recent incident." Yeah, I don't think anybody's yeah. to blame. Yeah, this is going to be. Yeah, that's, that's how that's... you know. That's how you know uh, Red Bulls in the yeah, shit. That was going to be. That <laughs> was going to be one of my points as well. Is that usually in these situations, if you know you're in the wrong, you say it's a racing incident, and the team that have been wrong say it's their fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did anybody watch the interview at the end with, I think it was Johnny, uh, oh, what's his name? Johnny Herbert. The ex Damon. Of, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, Damon Hill, Johnny Herbert, uh, Crofty and Massa. Yeah, they had Felipe yeah, Massa. And, uh, and Massa. Um, and Massa said it was a racing incident. And I was like, mate, like, whose camp have you been in all weekend? Like, whose snake oil are you selling? As he and forgot the spell with. But then you've got um, Johnny Herbert just shouting over to them. Um, and you've got like Damon Hill like shouting. And like, it literally, it was like to, to, to see them two old school drivers going at it. They were like, yeah, like it's disgusting. Like a black. And then you've got Massa sitting there in his little F1 t shirt going, no, it's a, it's a racing incident. No, it's not, Massa. It's not. What was interesting about that section of the after race show is that at that point almost every one you spoke to had a diff slightly different opinion, <laughs> which is, you know, it's difficult for imagine being the stewards when you've got all the biggest names of the sport or the recent history of the sport all voicing their opinions very publicly and being slightly different. You lost yourself halfway through that sentence. I what? You did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you lost yourself halfway through that <laughs> sentence um and with that i thought it's a good time to wrap it up so guys um thank you very much for listening again we hope you've enjoyed the show if you do uh please check out the link in our bio it's got a link to all our socials It'd be great to connect with you on more uh until next time thank you very much for listening goodbye bye cheerio guys see you later guys I had to lower my face to put them into my own boobies at that point. <laughs>